Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I'm excited that you guys are here with us today. We got a really cool show lined up for you, and I'm just going to bring him right in. He's he's galloping on his horse ahead of time today, ready and just like unbridled, the unbridled version of Dean Holland. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio, the one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Oh, there we go. I mean, we we arrived at a new year and it just seems that you didn't show up, right? I don't know what's going on here. No, I don't know what happened. I'll uh, I'll talk to management about that. (laughs) They're going to come down on me hard for screwing up your trumpet fanfare. (laughs) That's the only reason I show up. I know. I know. I apologize. Apology accepted. Well, you threw me off. uh, You threw me off my game because you got here early and and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Usually I have to talk for a few minutes while you're you know, taking off your leather chaps and coming off of your horse and all of that. But yeah, sad news. Unfortunately, the noble steed is in self-isolation. So uh, it's in quarantine. Quarantine. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. There's a bit of a national thing going on here. And unfortunately, the horse got in the uh, got in the way of that one this uh, right. this week. So hopefully we'll be back next week. All being That's... well. What's he what's he doing in quarantine? Is he like binge watching Netflix or like what? What? Are... Yeah, it's just hanging about, hanging about the place. I'm just curious, like, what do noble steeds do when they're in quarantine? <laughs> Hanging about the place. Well, that's cool. this, is, uh, this is the way we began. Who knows where this show's heading? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so so you and I were talking uh, actually over the weekend. Um, we were. I mean, careful. People will, people will think that we get along outside of this show. Now, we were both under duress, um, gun to both of our heads. Somebody made us talk. Yes, um, yes. It was actually Doug. Doug was forcing us to talk. It was Doug. It was yeah. Doug. Yeah. And, he, and all, I mean, actually, we could blame a lot of things on Doug, um, including the fact that the Noble Steed is in quarantine right now. <laughs> um, but uh, but we were talking over the weekend, and we were kind of talking about how we've been working on planning out our year. Yes. And uh, and I thought it would be cool to kind of take people through some uh, some thoughts and things that could be really helpful for them. Yes. In terms of setting up their year for success, you know, and and it's funny too because uh, we're um, uh, we're sort of I don't know two weeks into the new year so far. Um, not going to lie, it's definitely been more turbulent <laughs> than I think anybody expected, at least over here in the U.S. Um, how, <laughs> however, that's not that's not an excuse or a reason to lose sight of what's important, right? Yeah. And, and even if, even if there weren't any, you know, extenuating circumstances and turbulence and challenges and all that other stuff, I think two to three weeks into the new year is generally about when the vast majority of people are like, I'm throwing in the towel already. (laughs) Yes. Usually it's not even a conscious decision. It's just done. Yeah. They're just like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. Uh, like this whole thing, you know, everybody's got their resolutions, you know, new year, new me. 
I'm going to, I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to make this much money. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And then by this, by this time of the year, they're like, that's a lot of work. Maybe yeah. I'll just stay where I was last year. And all this is running unconsciously. Right. But, yeah, yeah. uh, but, but I do think we're at that, that, like that cusp of, of where people are either like, I'm going to keep moving forward or I'm going to start letting my goals slide already. Yeah. And, and that's part of the reason we want to have this show today is say, dude, don't let it slide. Like no matter what happens, hold the line and keep moving forward, even in the face of challenges, uncertainty and difficulty. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I, I'm just going to go straight in. I'm just, I'm just going to kick us off with something because I, I actually went through a process. I actually took an extra week. You know, we, I won't get into it to, to bore all the listeners on this show, but Christmas, the holiday periods did not go to plan in the Holland household. There was hospitals, there was family yeah. emergencies. There's a whole array of stuff that basically meant I didn't get to do the typical stuff that I do. You know, the holidays for me is about, okay, we've got 10 days where I'm going to down tools, turn off the computer, switch off the lights in the office. And I usually will take maybe like five to seven days and force myself to just you know, chill out, relax. And then I'll spend three or four days where I'm like, it's time to get into like next year domination plan. And yeah. I didn't get to do that this time. So I actually took an extra week. So this is so fresh in my mind right now over the past seven days. You know, one of the, uh, one of the best questions that I asked myself, I, I wrote three words on a piece of paper. And in the end, I ended up reordering them to start with. I it said, love James. Damn it, you caught me again. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you talking to? Who are you talking? <laughs> yeah, that, remind, that reminds me of somebody else, not you, but never mind. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wrote down past, present, and future. Right. That's what I put down. Past, present, future on this piece of paper. Now, in the end, it ended up becoming past, future, present. Because what I and, and I'll start off, you know, typical topical to, to what you've just said. The very first thing that I decided to do was to look back on the last 12 months and, and beyond, but primarily the last 12 months, the past. And I said, I asked myself a whole array of questions, you know, things like, what did I do that I'm proud of? Yeah. You know, what, what went well? What did I do that was good? Uh, what did I attempt that didn't go the way I intended or hoped and why? You know. What uh, what do I like about myself last from the last 12 months? You know, how did I perform? You know, how did I show up? How did I think? How did I you know, how how was I in, in, as a part of this machine that is business? Yeah. You know, how are other people just just dissecting the past? Um, because I think one of the one of the most important things, just like you've just said, like more often than not, it's about the third week, second, third week of January. New Year's resolutions have already gone and been forgotten. <clears throat> like if you can look back and say, you know what, what did I do last year? You know, I've just decided to set New Year's resolutions. How did they go last year? <clears throat> if you can look back, you're probably going to notice a pattern. You'll probably see if this year you've already kind of let it fall by the wayside. Last year, you probably did the same yeah. and the year before. And I think if you actually take time to stop and actually have a real honest assessment with yourself, and I think there's the key. Most people aren't even honest with themselves, let alone other people. I think if you can truly be honest with yourself, because that's what it takes you can try and prevent yourself making those same mistakes. And I think to me, there's, uh, there's always two ways to learn from mistakes. The best way is by not making them yourself and learning from someone else doing it. So that's the number one way, in my opinion. The other way is to learn from your own mistakes and don't repeat them. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they go into another year and it just carries on from the year before. 
Yeah. It's like there isn't a, there isn't a separation. You did crappy last year. You're doing crappy this year. Cause it's all one. It's all <laughs> right. one belt. You one know, and big it's like pile of crap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I say that kind of half joking, but like we all did crappy in some ways. No, no yeah, one, did, no one can look back and say, "Oh, there was nothing bad I did last year." Well, and I think that's a really important thing because I, there's a tendency, you know, if you didn't, let's say you didn't hit everything you wanted to last year, or let's say you did give up, like, it, like it is what it is. Yeah, last year's done. It's over with, and you're beating yourself up about what did or did not happen or anything about that, like. It doesn't help. Right. It just it just doesn't help. It doesn't help be like, ah, like, you know, I I I gained 15 pounds because I was on quarantine and all I did was sit on my couch and eat Doritos. You know what? It is what it is. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to keep doing that or do you want to do something different? Right. Or, you know, I did these things that um maybe I shouldn't have done or whatever. But this is the only this is the only way you learn is by doing things and then assessing and evaluating and then moving forward. And um and I think there's, uh, you know, around this whole topic of, you know, throwing in the towel and what, what you're just sharing about, you know, figuring out what, what you want to do next. It is important that you have an honest assessment of how you've done, but an honest assessment doesn't mean you have to berate yourself or beat yourself up. Right. That's not, that's not what it's about. I right? mean, I, I, I will berate and beat you up mentally and As abuse, like, yeah, I, I, you can leave that to me. No, exactly. I, I fully intend to. I outsource all of my self, my negative self-talk to Dean. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. he comes through for me. It's just, you know, and he'll actually do that for you too. Yeah. What um, a friend's for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's important. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day. She had, uh, she had a business that had done really well. You know, she, she started making, you know, million plus a year. And, uh, you know, got into some personal challenges, went through a divorce, like had some, some difficulties and, you know, took her eye off the ball basically. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the business kind of unraveled and then she was left there standing, like standing there, man, I, I, I suck. Right. Thinking all these different things. And, yeah. uh, and so I asked her to do something. I said, you know what I want you to do? I want you to write down all of the lessons that you learned from that whole experience and see yeah. what that does for you. Right. Because yeah. everybody wants to start something new, but if you don't finish, like at least in your mind, what was, and this is your whole idea about past, present and future. It's very difficult to start something new without carrying the mess forward. If you don't acknowledge it or deal with it. Yes. Yeah. It's a great point. So really, really. And you know what, as we're saying this, as I sit here, like it sounds simple, doesn't it really like assess what what's gone off and like what was good what was bad yeah. like don't carry the bad through it sounds so straightforward yet i think all of us like everybody could probably assess like everybody listening like assess the last like five ten years you probably find that you know for some people like this isn't the first time i've tried to shed a few pounds and get in better shape you yeah. know it's been going on for as long as i can remember yeah. right but why didn't it happen you know i didn't change the patterns and habits that i formed you know and you only get to notice that if you do stop Right. It's more often than not why, you know, why all of us in business, we always preach about the importance of having mentors and things because they're going to tell you if you've got a good one. Right. They're going right. to tell you like, oh, you're doing this wrong. You should stop that. But if you don't have that, you've got to stop and assess yourself. And it's got to be honest. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see if we could get some uh, somebody to call in here and talk with us. If you're uh, planning on uh, big things this year, small things, anything in between, 
Give us a call at 888-627-6008 for international calls, 323-744-4831. Anybody that comes on here with us, we will give you a free Just a Tips t-shirt. Uh, we want, want to hear what you guys are up to. So uh, so give us a call, 888-627-6008, international, 323-744-4831. Um, all right, so we kind of talked about the pre-frame of this conversation in terms of assessing and analyzing and looking at the past year. So tell me, tell me what your process was, you know, dig into this old past, present, future a little bit more, um, and how you use that to shape what you're planning for this year and this quarter and what that looks like. Yeah. So like I say, the first thing, the past is like, what, 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 what happened over the past 12 months that I'm going to learn from? And you learn from everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. You learn from it all. So I'm learning from those lessons. Now, the reason my order ended up switching around, like I say, it started past, present, future, like chronological order almost. But what I realized is, and this was just a simple realization for me that I've, I've had this in, in different words in the past, but like I realized that the future needs to be looked at before the present. Because what came to light as I was going through this little little small planning process was, how do I know what I want to do for the future? Oh, sorry, let me word this another way around. What I what where I want to go for the future, my twelve month or five year goals, three year goals, whatever it might be, one year goals, that will dictate what happens in the present. You know, and 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 I think sometimes that's something that I've got wrong. It's like I I, I plan now without thinking about where well where's that taking me? How does that fit in and you know you and i have spoke privately haven't we james i've i'm i'm actively trying to get better at being a leader in my company you know i've i've built my team now and there's there's certain things that have come along with that that i'm just not you know i'm not great at yet i've got to learn and so that's going to be your next book from ass to leader the, the story <laughs> of dean holland <laughs> and there'll be a horse of the, there'll be a picture of the steed and it'd be like which ass is it you know <laughs> you'd just be like leaning your arm up against the steed's ass <laughs> from from as the leader, the journey of triumph. Hey, you should be careful. It's from a conversation on this show that my first book ended up coming about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I look forward. I hope I get to write the forward to that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be called ass less. <laughs> <laughs> ass less, do more. Yeah, I think I think that would be really good. We should coin that as part of our planning process. Yes, there well, we go. And on, on some level, that's true, right? The less stupid things you do, the more you increase the odds that you're going to do something right, right? It's true. Yeah, it could be a catchy methodology. It really could. It really could. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so then I started looking at, you know, I started thinking about well, what's the 12-month goal? You know, if I get to the end of 2021, what would I like to have happened for me to be pleased with this year? And then from looking at that, you know, this then started to form more of like, okay, well, what do I have to do now? What do these, you know, and for me, the present, I was looking at the next 90 days. So I'm saying, okay, well, this is the future 12 months. At the end of this 12 months, this is where I would like to be both personally and professionally. Now, in order for me to take strides towards that coming to reality, what must be accomplished in the next 90 days? What is the present actions or projects that we must now focus on that if we complete this in the next 90 days, we will be significantly closer and on track to realizing the future goal 12 months from now. Yeah. And that was the relatively straightforward process that I kind of went through. It's like what happened in the past that I'm going to take forwards and be better this year because of it. 
what do I want to have accomplished by the end of this year? And how do I need to, what do I need to do and what needs to happen in the next 90 days to make sure we're on track to making that a reality? Yeah, I love it. I love that. Um, and I want to unpack that a little bit more. But one thing that one thing that pops up for me while you're saying that is there's there's always like there's uh there's these two paths that you have to take as an entrepreneur. There's the the path of what you want to do and what you want to create and the result that you want to have. And then there's also the path of who do I need to become yeah. in, in order to make that happen, right? So there's kind of like this external journey and there's this internal journey. And yeah. and my experience says that I would say 99% of the time, most people are focused almost exclusively on the external journey like okay here's how much you know money i want to make here's how many products i want to sell here's the kind of customers we want to get like all that all that is good right N absolutely nothing wrong with that you should have clarity around those things like you're saying but the thing that sort of makes or breaks the creation of that is who do i become in yeah. order to make that happen yes right? and it's yes. like who what is my identity in my business what like what do I say to myself? Like I am blank, right? My identity is I am a rich and successful entrepreneur, right? Like I, I show up that way. The results I create are in line with that. I believe that to be true. And, you know, maybe you or everybody else would want to use different words, but I think knowing- I mean, I would definitely have filled in that blank with a different word. For me. Yes. When you said I am, I, I yeah. came up with many different answers. I didn't quite get the one that you said, but- well, many answers. Thank God you're not as fast as I am. Otherwise, you would have jumped in there and you would have said something. Um, I've written them down for future. It's okay. <laughs> you got like a pick list. James is a beep. He's a, <laughs> I just hear like all this like beeping. I'm like, what's happening with the show right now? Um, but it's really important. It's really important that you have that identity statement. Um, and and I got some of this, uh, you know, from a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear which is an outstanding book, but he says that most people focus on the outcomes first and then their beliefs and then their identity. He's like, that's backwards. In order to really change, you need to focus on your identity and that shapes your beliefs and then your beliefs actually uh, Im you know, impact your outcome. So- Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. Yeah, so, so just, really, um, I, I tell you what, in. yeah, sorry, just, jump, just jumping in as well. One of the things that, I think it's it's kind of in kind of in line with that, not necessarily an identity statement as such, but the whole topic of like, who do I have to become? I think this is one of the things that I'm starting to learn now. And I know obviously people listening are all different stages of business, but you know, it is very, very evident to me as I learn from the past and go forwards now into a new year to accomplish new goals, is that a lot of what has to change in order for us to get where I have laid out that I believe we can get to over the next 12 months, it does primarily come down to me. That's what I was identifying yeah. is that, you know, I've got this great team and, you know, all this stuff going on, but actually the, the major, the, the big cog in this machine that's going to cause us not to get to that goal. Cause I think that's an interesting question as well. What would stop us from getting to that goal? Absolutely. You know, and, and I, and as I looked at this, you know, one of the things that was evident, for example, is I was realizing how much certain parts of the business depend on me to do them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I've been, uh, you know, for me, 
looking at kind of our future plans and where we're going, it's very, very evident to me. And I think sometimes I'll be honest, I think I'm struggling with letting go on or realize, you know, I'm not seeing the opportunity to take myself out of certain areas, but it must be possible. It has, there has to be an answer to some of these things that I, you know, I'm, I'm encountering now, but I think that's one of the, uh, you know, really, really valuable things that I'm finding in looking at this future plan is more so like, like we say that side of like, what or who will stop us from getting that goal? What could be the barrier that will put a block to that actually happening? And um, what I found is actually the answer to that question in most instances for me with my plan was I would be the one that would stop it. Mm. My involvement, my necessity to be involved or the way in which we currently operate will stop us from realizing that goal categorically. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, you know, at some point you have to you know, if your business is going to grow, that yeah. means other people need to be involved. Other people need to be doing things. Other people need to be accountable and responsible for things. And it can't just be you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah getting your, getting yourself out of the way. And, and one of the things looking at it that way, like what could stop us? I think that's, um, that's something that I've, um, I've been talking to a lot of people about is a, is a sort of reverse way of thinking about how to get to your goal. So, uh, so the example that I have is, you know, let's say you want to add, you know, a quarter million dollars in the next quarter to your business, or, you know, the numbers are relevant, whatever, whatever it happens to be $10,000, right? A million dollars, whatever. And then you look and you say, okay, cool. That's my outcome. That's what I want to achieve. And then looking across your business, you know, you've got marketing, you've got sales, you've got delivery, you've got your operations, you've got finance. And then saying, well, which, which of these areas is the big problem? Like, what's the thing that if I already had this figured out, I would already have my goal. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. The reason that I don't yet have my goal is because this big thing is standing in the way. And it's really important to identify that problem correctly, because on one hand you could say, okay, if I want to add that, uh, that revenue to my business, um, it could be, I don't, I don't have enough leads, right. Which is a right. valid thing. And that's a marketing problem, right? Like how do we generate more interest? How do we generate more leads? Another problem could be, we're not closing the leads that we have. Yeah. And that's yeah. a sales problem. Right. And so yeah. properly identifying which big thing is standing in the way of you actually achieving what you want to achieve is so incredibly powerful because not doing that will lead you to going down all these different rabbit trails and going in circles. But the closer you can get to identifying the reason you don't already have what you want to have, then you can be focused and you can know that the thing that you're working on is actually going to contribute towards helping you get your outcome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that's a, uh, you know, it's quite a, I don't think I've heard many people talk about like reversing the way in which you're, you're getting to your goal. Like what, what, why wouldn't I get there? What would stop me? Yeah. yeah it's quite a fascinating it, way, isn't it? I think it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's true. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, like, um, when I was a kid, like I like to do mazes, right. And you'd start at the beginning of the maze and you kind of work your way through and try and get to the end. And I don't know why for me, it was always easier to just start at the end and like work my way back to the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and I think that thinking about your goals that way is is a lot easier too. You know, instead of trying to be like, all right, well, what do we need to do? Like, wh like, what what's not happening right now that if it did would already help you be there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that, let's let's just go back. It's, it's always an easy, easier one to attain. So I think most people at some point have either are or have tried weight loss. Like if we could say, oh, this year I want to lose 20 pounds. You say, okay, instead of how do I get there? You know, we can do that piece, but how do I get there? Oh, I could do this and that, or I, I don't know. I don't know. You could say, well, how wouldn't you get there? What would stop you? You say, well, if I keep eating cake every day, that might do me some bad. You're like, yeah, right. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, like, what, never go work out. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, what, what's the reason that I'm not already there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I not there already? Yeah, Why am I like, not there already? And you're like, oh, yeah. well, that's obvious. I'm eating yeah. cake yes. three times a day every day. Okay. Well. <laughs> What do you think might be a good path to getting there? Stop eating cake three times a day, every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's like really focused. Cause you could go in a million different directions. And I think, I think a lot of times this is, you know, taking advantage of like the 80, 20 rule and things like that is to say, you know, you can't, you can't do everything. You right. can't possibly do everything. And it doesn't matter how big your business is. You're still going to be constrained by resources. Yes. We all are. That's part of like, the reality of the world that we live in. And so if you can't do everything, you sure as well better be focusing on the things that are going to make the biggest difference. And that's what you need to be going after. Like that's what you need to be attacking the, the roadblocks that if they weren't there, you'd already have your goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. It's very true. Cause I think, uh, you know, one of the interesting things is like, and I don't know if you ever find this when you do go through a planning process like this, like at the beginning of the year, end of the year, quarterly, whatever, is like I often look at the the tangible action steps of like the external, like we just said, like the external actual action steps that must be done to realize that end goal. I, I always often look at my stuff and I think like that doesn't look difficult. You know, that's always what I always think. I was like, it doesn't look too difficult. Yeah. But yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people have that when they look at, you know, like, oh, these are the actual things I have to do. Like, oh, make one video a week and pull a bit of shit there. Like, oh, do this there. Get some, get that person. Do. Like the things usually aren't complex in and of themselves. So I think one of the, one of the, the glaring things that keeps shining through on this to me is, is that the internal is quite probably more likely going to be the thing that does stop people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, would you would you have that same opinion or disagree? What what's your thoughts around that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's the approach that we take. Um, you know, one of the things that you said, you know, like shoot one video a week, not really all that complicated. But what also happens too, I think, is a lot of times we we get into a situation where we believe the only way to achieve something is to do more of something else or yes. more different. And uh, and a lot of times you can reach your goals by subtracting things too. Yes. Right. So you shouldn't just always like pile more and more and more stuff on. It's really important to take a hard look at, well, what can I get rid of? Like, what am I doing right now? That's not actually working. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and cause maybe, you know, adding that one video a week would be really good. But if you're trying to add that one video a week on top of being already overwhelmed, yes, you're never going to get it. It doesn't matter how easy the one video a week is. It's because you're like, it's like, a, you know, you ever seen those people in like shows or whatever, where they stack all these chairs on top of each other. Oh, yes, yeah. Right. And then they like try and climb them. It's like really hard. And that's why everybody stands there like clapping. They're like, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> right. But, but in our lives and in our business, how many chairs are we stacking on top of each other? And so it's like, oh, like, you know, we've already got this like super giant wobbly tower of things. <laughs> all I need to do is one video a week. And then the whole thing comes crashing down, right? It's not because the one video a week was so hard because yeah. you need to be like, dude, like 
I don't need 10 of these chairs. Like just get rid of them. And yeah. then the one video a week is easy. So it's also, so it is, I'd say it is an internal thing, but it's also how we're looking at what we're doing and making sure that everything that we're doing is justified. Like it, we demand a return on what we're doing, right? And if the thing, if we're doing it consistently and it's not producing a return, why would you want to continue to do it, right? If it's not helping you get towards your goal, either it's either got to help you get towards your goal or it's got to be super fulfilling, one or the other. Yeah. If it's yeah. night, if it's neither of those, why in the F are you still doing it? <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> I think it's productive. Because <laughs> it works for somebody else. Okay, good. But somebody else has an entirely different ecosystem and setup than you are. And if it's working for somebody else and you're convinced it's going to work for you, you're probably not doing it the same way that somebody else is doing it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's like, you got it. it. Are you executing to the letter of your plan and it's still not producing results for the love of God? Stop. Right. Yeah. Einstein, who I have his little, his little figure here on my desk <laughs> to remind me of all of his important quotes said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yes. Yes. What can you stop right. doing? Like stop doing things is the most freeing thing on the planet is just like oh it it's not just not taking any more time it's giving you back time it's giving you back resource so if you have a chance to stop doing something that's not working that's like your number one thing yes definitely it's funny uh i do believe and i may be off because we've done this show more than one year now but i think i'm right in saying that this comparable show one year ago it was like the beginning of the year I do believe we coined the phrase the year of simplicity. Yes. Do you yeah, that, was, that? that might have even been two years ago. Was it? I know, I know it's definitely been in the past. It has been. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but it's funny, like the relevance though, even if it was two years ago, it's still equally as relevant today as it has ever been and it always will. Yeah. Strip away what's unnecessary. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I think it's, it's sorry. 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 I was just gonna say, and you don't necessarily know what's gonna be unnecessary until you start doing stuff. Mm. But once you do it and then you see what's working and what's not, which goes back to exactly what you talked about at the beginning of the show, evaluating. Yes. Right? There's yeah. no there's no progress without evaluating what's working and what's not working so that you can make an intelligent, informed business decision on I should continue doing this and I should stop doing this. Yes. That's that's navigation right there. Yes. Mic drop done. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no definitely and i think uh you know less really is more in some of these in some of these areas isn't it like less really can be more and i think you know when i look back you know one of the things i used to feel and i think this is probably a common thing even you know now for for different people but when i was first starting out in business it felt like there was so much to do like yeah. so many different things like hundreds and thousands of things that i needed to eventually learn and do and I realized, you know, somebody, somebody once said to me, it's like, you know, you can fill your time with as many things as you can get your hands on. Doesn't, you know, just because you're busy, it doesn't mean you're productive. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we've all got to be so careful of is that we're not filling our time with things that aren't actually contributing to where you want to go. Absolutely. 
you know, and I think we, we've all probably been guilty at some point of getting carried away with an idea, getting swept away in the excitement, thinking, seeing something's got huge potential and letting it take us off course of what we were doing. And I think we just all have to constantly remind ourselves of and like reevaluate and reassess and just check periodically, not just at the beginning of the year, like we're talking about here, this big beginning of the year review, where are we heading for the year ahead? It's like, you got to make sure that you sort of check yourself on a frequent basis as well throughout the year, whether that's monthly, quarterly, weekly, everybody's different. You got to do what works with you, I guess. But, you know, you've got to have something that you're measuring to make sure you're not sliding off track. Because just like we said at the start, right, with uh, New Year's resolutions, no one sets one and says, well, just so you know, I'm not going to bother keeping this. <laughs> like, nobody says that, do they? Like, it's either you do it or you don't. You know, people either say, oh, I don't bother with those things. Or they say, no, I've got my New Year's resolution this year. So no one starts with bad intention usually, but it goes wrong. Yeah. And then people accept the way it is, is the way it is. And then we don't pull ourselves back. And I think if, you know, in business, that can be incredibly dangerous, can't it? If we don't check ourselves, re re uh, you know, assess uh, what's going on, review what's going on so we can course correct if necessary, you know, you can easy fly off track. That's right. Absolutely. I think um, we've got a banner for us. <laughs> we got live banners. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> there we go for our video viewers you will now see that yeah. <laughs> no, only viewers you're thinking what where did the guys just go we're yeah, having we a fun on video here you should check us on youtube we took, yeah we took a quick 15 second audio intermission <laughs> so that i could type this up um <laughs> no but but that's absolutely right like and the and the more frequent you have those course corrections I believe the faster you're going to get to your goal because the less zigzagging you're going to do in order to get there. Yes. You know, and 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 just like you you mentioned something about productivity. Productivity or you said productivity, a little <laughs> bit different. Um uh productivity is not about I'm getting like I'm getting all this stuff done all the time. It's not about oh I can be, you know, hyper efficient in everything. Those are elements of productivity, but the most important piece of productivity is what are you focusing on? Like, what are you actually focusing on? Because it doesn't matter how well you execute if you're focusing on the wrong thing. And it certainly doesn't matter if you execute efficiently if you're focusing on the wrong thing. You will not get what you want. And productivity is a measure of output, right? Like the output relative to what you're trying to achieve it's not just like oh man like that guy's a super productive guy because you know he's you know like in his basement you know 19 hours a day making widgets like nope nobody cares right nobody cares about that it's like what are you focusing on and that's and that's really the the key to productivity or the or what i consider the first level of productivity and you know execution and efficiency are behind that but but if you're not checking in how are we doing? You're not going to be able to make adjustments. Yes. Yeah, very true. It's like I once saw, uh, in fact, I remember copying it and turning it into an ad and it did very well for a little while. But, uh, you know, it's like this analogy that if a plane was taking off from London to New York and it's the nose of the plane was tilted just half a degree in the, you know, in a, in a wrong direction, yep. you're not going to know that you're off course for a long, long, long time. 
you know, until all of a sudden you arrive over the US and you're in a different state. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's all it takes. But if just that course correct, that slight half a degree back caught early enough and you'll be back on track. Yeah. Well, it reminds reminds me of a of a story. Um, shout out to my friend Ricky. We were playing golf once, me and a couple buddies, and we're like, we're not the most professional when we go to right. golf, right? <laughs> we go out, we have a good time, we get a little bit rowdy, and we're out on the course. There are four of us, and it was a dog leg left, which you know, for those of you who aren't golfers, just means that the the whole you know the fairway goes bends to the left. And he gets up on the tee box. He's the first one to tee off. And he looks at us and he's like, which one's, which way does this one go? This one go right? And we're all like, yeah, yeah, it goes right. And so he tees up in the completely wrong direction. Hits the best drive he's had all day. And the second he hits the drive, we all start laughing. And he just looks at us. He's like, he's like, you assholes. He's, it goes left, doesn't it? And we all just start laughing, right? But, but, but that, that like tee box, right? the direction that you're facing on that tee box is going to make way bigger of a difference, you know, cause he could have like face left and hit sort of an okay shot. Um, and not a perfect shot. And he would have been much closer to his destination than what he wound up doing because <laughs> we intentionally misled him, but that's besides the point. It's the, it's the illustration that's really important. Well, I think, I think if we put this like, obviously in a context of this, a lot of people are stood on the tee box with the club in their hand, with their hat, with their eyes blindfolded. Right. And they're just swinging. Well, and they, I think a lot of people don't even want to take a look. Right. Yes. They're just yeah. like, oh, I got to, I, you know, quick, I got to execute. I got to execute. Right. And I'm not bashing on, you know, all these people who are like, you know, you know I think you are. I think you really are. And maybe I am a little yeah, bit. I think, I think you just took a real big crap on them. I'm just saying aimless, <laughs> aimless. There's nothing to me. There's nothing more stupid than aimless execution. Yes. Yes. Like, okay, cool. Hey, you want to, you know, you want to fa the fast track to wasting your time and money? Sign up here for our aimless execution course. Like you can execute aimlessly and get a lot of stuff done that doesn't matter. <laughs> sounds fun. Sign me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. But that's like that's how people are approaching it. And there's like they're so caught in this, in this like hamster wheel mm. of I just gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving, that you don't take time to say. Am I moving in the right direction? What could be more important than am I moving in the right direction? Yeah. And then and then to double kick that, people just keep going down that path. Keep Not going. For a day, a week, a month, like a year. A year. And, and then and then on top of it, they don't even do what you're saying. They don't even sit back and analyze, well, how well did it work last time? They're just like, gotta keep plowing ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just important to mention for anyone listening or watching. Like obviously we're 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 talking about all this stuff in a way where it's almost like you know we're we're pointing at fingers at people doing it all wrong, but we're trying to really just highlight and emphasize here how it goes wrong. So if you're listening to anything that we've just said and you're like, oh god, I'm kind of doing that, like like you've just got to like this is just about an honest conversation of like, hey, snap out of this. Like this is an immediate course correction that has to happen, and you know everybody buys into like, oh, the beginning of the year is the time where you set everything in motion. So fine, let's play into that society type thing. Yeah. If this is the time of year where you need to kick yourself in the backside and review what happened in the past, clear the slate, learn from your past mistakes, learn from your past successes, and then put a plan in place to actually get you results this year. Like that's what you've got to do. And essentially we're presenting this in a way where it's like, oh, you know, people do this, people do that. And guess what? 
like I am one of those people. I've made, I think so far, all the mistakes we're talking about. Oh, absolutely. Me too. I'd be surprised if you haven't. I mean, you're you're a lot smarter than I am. You might say, no, I, no, I, I made one mistake once, and that was partnering with you, Dean, on the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I, the, only, the only reason I can speak as emphatically about these things is because I've taken the time to look at what I've done right and what I've done wrong, and I've seen these mistakes repeated over and over, and I notice that the less frequently I make these mistakes – the more I accomplish what I really want to accomplish. Yes. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, everybody makes these mistakes. Definitely. It's, and we've heard of the process. Yeah, for sure. And I think I bet everybody, me, you, everybody listening, watching, everybody's got people that they're at least aware of if they're not even your friends or connected to them. Like we've all got those people that we look at and we say, oh my God, like they seem to get so much done. They yeah. seem to make such progress. Like we've had guests on this show that we look at, you know, we have a lot of guests on this show that have, really fast growing businesses. Yeah. You know, our friends, Brandon and Kaylin, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I look at those guys all the time and I think, how the heck are they getting all this done and growing like that? It's insane. But I think really what it is, like there's a lot of reasons, but in, in light of, you know, in theme with this conversation, it's like they have found the eight, the 20% that moves the needle and they deploy a majority of their resource in that area. And it's by having that clarity on what they're focusing on and the right areas that enables these businesses to really grow. Absolutely. And and they also evaluate yeah. when it's not working and then they go at it from a different angle. Yeah, right? definitely. And that's yeah. and that, and that's the that's the other important thing that I really want to share in this in this conversation today, especially like where we are in the year. There's going to be so much of your plan that's not going to work the way that you think it's going to work that yeah. if you just throw the baby out with the bathwater and you're like, ah, the hell with it back to the couch, the cake and the Doritos, you know, your, your, um, your expectations are off, right? You have to expect that a significant percentage of your plan is not going to go according to your plan. And that's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Right. All the plan was was what you expected to happen. You did certain things. You see what the results are or lack of results. And then you say, okay, cool. Now I'm not just having expectations about what's going to happen. I'm seeing what's actually happening, which is real data, not made up assumptions. Yeah. And then you make your next decisions based on the real data that you have available and you keep moving forward. Right. You can't, you can't allow yourself to beat yourself up because things didn't go according to plan. Like it's ridiculous. You have a work of fiction, which is your plan. And then reality doesn't match your work of fiction and you get upset and run home and cry to your mom. Like yeah. it's not going to work ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What will work is you're like, Oh, thank you reality for showing me what's real. Yes. So now I don't have to keep moving forward with like made up assumptions. Now I have real information to work with. Now I'm going to adjust course and then I'm going to make a new plan. I'm going to revise the plan. I'm going to course correct. I'm going to do all these things. And that's like, that's the key to sustaining your focus throughout the year yes. is, is to know that this is going to happen, right? This is absolutely normal. And it should be expected that things are not going to go according to your plan. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think actually, I think this is a, this is a, a fascinating part of the conversation because you know I used to always hear about people would always say oh the entrepreneurial roller coaster the ups the downs you know highs lows it's always like this 
you know, I used to think, oh, yeah, that that's true. Like nothing's ever going great all the time. But like I never fully, fully got it. And it, and it used to be like when 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 we're at the top of the the ride, it was like, oh, the highest highs. It's amazing. But the crash at the lows was like, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? Like, why? And it's like almost the longer you do it, you expect almost that you shouldn't be getting any problems anymore. Because it's like, I've been doing this 10 years. Why does this still happen? Hmm. And what I've come to learn now, and I think it's put just placed perfectly into what you've said, is people have to anticipate, not anticipate what's going to happen, but expect that something's going to happen. Yeah. You know, there is never a roller coaster that just keeps going up. At some stage, it has to give you that exhilarating thrill of crashing down. And like, <laughs> and here's the uh, here's how I've got my head around this. I feel this is only a recent thing, actually. This is like one of those realizations from the last twelve months. Like, I genuinely feel that the more setbacks you experience, the more things that don't go the way you you intended. At the time, it can feel devastating. It can be a real kidney punch. It can take the wind out of the sails, as it were. But the more you go through that, it genuinely strengthens you. It genuinely strengthens your, your will, your grit, your determination, your ability to keep getting hit. And like it, it genuinely, I want to just say this for the benefit of anyone that's maybe having a rough time right now. We all know there's people having rough times. There's so many people doing amazing and great. Some people are having rough times and maybe just maybe you're tuning into this show because right now it feels like you just took a kidney punch and you're like oh, trying to get your, your air back and you're wondering what to do. Like you have to keep going because one of the things I can tell you now from, from the years is like, if you can view yourself, no matter what you're selling, what you're doing, who you're who you're serving, like I believe that if we can, if you can switch your mentality, your mindset to being that of, I am paid to solve problems, like that it can do wonders. And I mean, maybe that will work for some, maybe not. But for me, when I like knowing that the knocks are always going to come, I, I I seem to see it like. It's almost like every quarter, like every quarter, something like something's going to like kidney punch you. It's like to me, it happened around about December last year. It was like, oh, crap, like we've got to make this major change now to our sales funnel. It took six weeks of work. I was like, oh, I just stole the whole end of the year off me. And I was like this and that. And it was like, but what's the point in moaning? This has happened. Get it done. Solve the problem and move forwards. And I think as you know, that comes with getting knocked down so many times, I think. And I think one of the problems is some people get knocked down and instead of getting up, dealing with it and moving forwards, they get up and run the other way and just find right. something new because it's nice and peaceful again over there. There's no problems. It's new. It's fresh. But anything new is eventually going to have problems anyway. Exactly. And that's the point. Like, understand that no matter who you are, what you're doing, where you're based, where you're located, who you're selling to, what you're selling them, you are going to have highs and lows and you are paid for the problems you solve. And some of those problems, you know, the reason you can sell to people is because you're solving a problem for them. If you sell food, you're solving a problem of hunger. You sell business coaching, you're solving a problem of people are stuck or whatever. You, they're wanting to grow. You're always solving a problem. But sometimes you're not going to be paid as such to solve your own problems. You just got to get the job done. Yeah. You know, and it's like that, that, that to me has been a big thing. I am a problem solver. And so when the problems arrive, I will solve them. That's what I do day in, day out. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the, that's the game. And if you, if you don't want to play the game, don't play the game. But if you want to play the game, get better at playing the game. Stop avoiding the way the game works. Yes. Who, who said the phrase? Um, don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. 
Yeah, I think that was Dean Holland. Yes. Well, I'm I'm stealing it now. I'll Jay yeah. Shetty this thing. I'll yeah, that's it. right. No, it, it was Dean Holland. That one uh, did not exist before just now. So thank you for sharing that with the world. <laughs> just the quotes. There we just, go. That's our new. That's our next spinoff show. Just the quotes. Yeah. Where, where we shamelessly rip off quotes from other people <laughs> and make them our own. so uh, i tell tell you one thing i know we've not got a huge amount of time so i'd love to kind of just touch on this we we kind of mentioned it it's like uh, whether it was last year or the year before we i i at least i I think you were the same maybe but i know i definitely tried to do this it was like coined gave my year and a phrase it was mainly like what is my i've got loads of stuff i'm gonna do this year but what is like what is this overarching thing for my year and the other year like we say last year year before it was the year of simplicity um, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot here, but I've got, I've got a new one for my year this year. I don't know if you have, but, uh, I'll share mine. And this is the year of health and happiness. Oh, interesting. So it's not even like directly businessy there, but it's everything business at the same time. Well, it's, it's really interesting that you say that because we didn't, we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Um, but, uh, 2021 for me is the year of joy. Oh, wow. Okay. So, we must really depress each other. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I, I don't know. It's just getting like, I need, I need more joy in my life. The more I work, the more I'm here with you, the more I'm like, man, this isn't working. I need, I, it's need, like, more. I need more joy. What will stop me getting there? Dean. Dean. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, no, but I think, you know, I, I think I've sort of gotten to a point in my thinking where, um, you know, all of my goals were always so focused on business and, and, and work and making money. And it's not like I, haven't had fun with those things. I have, but I also realized that, um, you know, if you're not, if you're not emphasizing your, your, you know, your health and your happiness and things that bring you joy, yeah, what, what's really the point, you know? Um, and, and so for me, I just sort of reprioritized the way that I look at things. Um, Especially well, I'd love to ask, is because it's interesting to me that we've both chosen something like that, and we ge- genuinely, for anyone listening, we've not spoken on this. That, that that was the first time. Do you think that this is a sign of the current times, and that everybody's kind of like not living the way or being able to have the freedoms to do? So we've both led led lent towards something like that, or do you think this is a sign of experience in business, or both, maybe? I think it's, I think it's probably both, but I think for me, um, you know, when I talked about that, you know, you have the external journey and you have the internal journey and like what you want to accomplish and who do you want to be? Um, I think I've, I've had so much, so many years of focusing on what I want to accomplish as, as the highest priority. And, uh, and I, and I, I just, am like, well, what, what would it look like if I focused more or at least put more attention and priority on, you know, experiencing joy along the journey. Yes. Right. Cause I think that's it for me. I don't, my, my business goals are, uh, are, you know, are I'm, I'm fired up by them. I'm excited about them. It's not like I'm saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on joy. So I'm going to go on a sabbatical for the whole year. Like, it's not like that. It's, it's more saying, how do I, uh, think about how do I show up? How do I experience joy while I'm doing all of these things, because I really do love what I do. I love, I love growing my companies. I love working with people. Um, if you don't, if you promise not to tell anybody, I kind of love working with you on this podcast, but just keep that between you and me. Um, 
all the listeners are like, what was that? It went blank. No, no, no. <laughs> it was yeah, the only the, that heard this. Yeah, that was like a test of the emergency broadcast system right there. Like you can't <laughs> you can't hear anything for the moment. But but uh but I think it's like just reprioritizing what's important. Yeah. Right. And joy and relationships and connection and all of that, I think is just like, I want to put that in the right place. Mm-hmm. And so for me, declaring that 2021 is a year of joy uh, for me, I think is just like a constant reminder that, hey, cool, like accomplish all the things, do all the things, but not at the sacrifice of fulfillment. Right. Mm-hmm. Not in this, not sacrificing joy along the journey. It's certainly not. Like I'm believing like everything's going to be, you know, uh, you know, rainbows and butterflies, but even when things are hard, you can still experience joy or you can experience joy in the smallest things and in, you know, the, you know, taking a walk and, you know, talking with a friend or like whatever while you're on this journey. And I think it's really important because I've seen so many entrepreneurs who are financially successful and their businesses are successful, but they appear to be miserable humans. And I, I, uh, I, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I want to be a happy human. So, uh, so that's, that's sort of my motivation for it. So I think maybe a little bit of, you know, the times that we're living in, but I think also just, you know, I don't want more of the same, even if that means greater financial success, I want more fulfillment at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No. And I, I, I fully agree, but I thought it was just, a. Uh... Yeah, fascinating that we're um, both picking things that way. I mean, there's for me, there's obviously like these big three categories people speak about, where it's health, wealth, relationships, and I um, I can look back and say that my order of priority used to be like wealth, relationships, health. Right. I think interestingly, it's completely turned back. Or it's completely turned on its head. That has it's mm-hmm. like health, relationships, wealth. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and that's and that's similar to me. I I think I would. Um, I would put, uh, relationships, um, higher relationship, like with myself, like I'm, I'm looking at like, what, like what has the opportunity to be the most long-term. Mm. Right. Um, and I think it's, you know, well, what is my relationship with myself? Like I, and I, my faith also, and my relationship with others and everything. Yeah. And then it's not that I don't think health is important. I'm, you know, working out like a maniac. <laughs> last seven months, you know, since my knee injury, right. Rehabbing yeah. my knee and getting way stronger and stronger than I was before. Right. And all that sort of stuff. But I think, uh, I think for me, it, it's, um, uh, similar to yours in, in many ways. And it feels, uh, it feels, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I think with, uh, you know, with all this, uh, with all this said, you know, ultimately we are at the beginning you know, of a new year, I think there's going to be a lot of things about this year that no matter what you plan or what great intention you have, things aren't necessarily going to go exactly as you planned. There's a lot happening this year that's going to be outside of any one of our control. And I guess like my sort of final thought of the day would be is that, you know, don't focus on that in which you can't control. You know, don't exhaust energy and give rent free in your mind, your life to things that you cannot control because, you obsess over that stuff again, you're not going to be happy with the outcome. And I think hopefully in everything that we've shared, there's, uh, you know, some great stuff that, that will set people's thought process in motion. So, uh, yeah, yeah, focus absolutely. on what you can control. Absolutely. Areas. Yeah. So leave us, leave us a comment, um, on YouTube, 
drop us a line. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you for being here, for listening. Uh, most of all, thank you for putting up with Dean. You know, it's, uh, I know it's my cross to bear, but listening to the show is voluntary for you. So I appreciate <laughs> that you you're doing that. Um, and, uh, we'll look all the loyals in Sheng Zhao. all the loyals in Sheng Zhao. Uh, we look forward to Dean's new book, less ass, uh, or <laughs> ass less or whatever it was from ass to leader. The, the story <laughs> of Dean Holland. I can't wait to read that later this year. Um, but seriously, you guys don't, um, don't give up on your goals just because things get hard. Just continue to refocus, look at your plans, evaluate what's working, cut what's not working, do more of what is, and um, and stay the course. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is an episode of Just the Tips, and we will talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.